Did you forget about me? Yes. <laughs> You're I, in trouble. <laughs> I called I called Al and I go, I'm totally the idiot here. I am absolutely the idiot here. I, I called him and told him the same thing. I said, he's the idiot. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm totally kidding. No, it's I deserve fine. it. I deserve it, though. <laughs> no, we're just... I'm not going to punish you. I love you too much. <laughs> I... Candace, I'm going to tell you right now, like, uh, usually I'm the most unorganized person on the planet, okay? I, absolutely, I have no qualms saying that about myself. I had this wrote down, I had it, uh, an alarm set in my phone, and I get up, I took the kid over to the to my folks' house, just because uh, he's on spring break this week. Oh, okay. And I left my phone in the car, and <laughs> the... You know, the alarm went off about 20 minutes before we were supposed to do our talk and all this. I got. It's all right. I forgive you. It's all good. I got two kids, too. I know what it's like to be distracted. It's all fine. Oh, <laughs> Not God. a problem. Well, with that being said, Candace Knight joined me on the line right now. <laughs> I, I do apologize. I felt bad. And, and uh, uh, like I've, I've told Alan before, when I'm the idiot, I completely, I, I completely own it because. That's very big of you, actually. Did your wife teach you that? <laughs> no, um, I just, I, that's, growing up in Iowa, you just kind of, like, when you when you screwed up, you took it, you know? You take responsibility. Yeah, so. I love that. That's what, this world is missing more of that. You know that, right? I, I did that one time at a job, and the guy looked at me like I was crazy. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you gotta, when you're wrong, you gotta own it, you know, and then it, it makes it so much better. I mean, you know, you know that you're remorseful, you know that you, you did wrong, and it's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna do it again. You might do it again. I don't know, but maybe not to me. <laughs> No, never do you. I will never be late for a call with you again. So. <laughs> and we will laugh about this for years to come. I, I, I certainly hope so. Candace Knight, Jordan, be on the line right now uh, from Blackmore's Night. Got the new album out. But I, I got to ask you something uh, before we get to the new album. Okay. So I'm looking at your Wikipedia page, like when I was actually doing some research. And one, you're from the world of radio, which I think is awesome. Yes. And I, I agree. To, I do think that's awesome, too, actually. I, I, I want to talk about that. But when you were talking to Richie, you were asking him about ghosts. You're into the paranormal, too. Totally. Yes. Oh, you could be the perfect woman. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not going to take that. But but yes, absolutely. I mean, to, I look, I always look at it like what you're seeing in front of you right now, all of these things that our senses are telling us, you know, what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're hearing, everything. It's kind of like looking at a square but when you are aware of that there's other realms out there too you turn that square a little bit to the side and it becomes a cube with all of these different dimensions that you didn't even see when it was just so flat in front of you so i always feel like this life and this journey we're taking and it's multi-dimensional this life for sure but you know being able to see those other dimensions and those other sides of what's in front of you and know that that there's other things out there and the belief that there's other realms it, it's just it's always been fascinating that's what we're and I first started talking about, he didn't want to talk about music. He wanted to talk about paranormal stuff and supernatural. And we say it's not paranormal. It's very normal. It's not supernatural. It's very natural. That's what we say. All right. So what's your very natural story? <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of, this is what always fascinates me with this stuff is uh, there's a, a couple ways that people get into this. They're either just 
it's it's fascinating or mm-hmm. you had an experience that you can't explain and then you wanted to learn more but so many experiences and i feel like when that door is open look if you want to analyze anything away if you have an experience you could say it was anything if you choose not to mm-hmm. want to go down the path of belief you can always analyze things away and that's with everything in life really but for me i had so many experiences and so many um Gosh, there's so many quote unquote ghost stories that we've experienced. We, as a matter of fact, we always say, you know, when Richie and I are traveling, we're playing some of these castles that are 12th to 15th century, or we're staying in some of these places that, you know, are well known to be haunted. And if we happen to get to a place that has a history like that, that is really quiet, we just say, well, we'll just pack our own ghost and bring it there. Because honestly, <laughs> like we're looking, we love that. We want to keep that door open. We want to, you know, we want to do that. You have time for a ghost? I'll give you a ghost yeah, story if you I, want to hear I've got story. all the time in the world because this is, between <laughs> this and talking about radio, because radio to me is, it, it's uh, it's one of those things that I think is fascinating to hear stories about. Not yeah. just no. Not just, hey, you remember that one time we did this on the air? I just, I like the stories about, about radio. It's it's a craft to me. And totally. I, I love hearing those stories. So I have all the time in the world. And, and, I get, and, I get and, that. And the new album, Blackmore's Night. We'll, we'll put links Yeah, up. that's kind of, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's why we're here in the first place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, okay, so here's one, right? And and like I said, there's been there's been a lot. But um, so Richie and I are obviously very involved with with other realms and the paranormal. And we, we got involved with communication and, and with seances and things. And um, But there was this one time we, we had found that when we were playing our music, that that sort of took over the idea of that sort of spiritual communication. Like when you're, when you're in tune with playing your instrument and, and everything is working mm-hmm. on a harmonic level, it's, you've got kind of that hum where you feel like you're pulling from another place. You know, you've got everything is open. That's where you get your creativity from. It's coming from somewhere else outside and channeling throughout you. And, um, but you really have to be spiritually open in order to channel like that. And so one of the stories was as we were creating some of these songs, one particular song is called Catherine Howard's Fate. Um, and it was back from the second album, I believe 1999, when uh, we were recording Under Violet Moon. So Richie came up with this really interesting, intricate line on the acoustic guitar. And at that point, I was reading a Philippa Gregory novel called, uh, it was about the, the wives of Henry VIII. And I was reading the story specifically on that section about Catherine Howard. So I thought, wow, the story of Catherine Howard, who was Henry VIII's youngest wife, and young mentally too. I mean, she should have seen the track record as to what happened to the other wives prior to her and kind of like not, she should have towed the line a little bit more when it came to Henry, you know, like just don't misbehave. This guy's not somebody to fool around with, you know, but of course she winds up cheating on him because she's like, she's young and she's foolish and uh, he banishes her to the tower and he keeps her there and she's writing letters to him every day about, oh, you know, I'm not writing to you as my king. I'm writing to you as my husband. You know, I made a mistake. Please take me back. And every day when the door opens, she thinks maybe it'll be him come to, you know, take her back. And instead, the last day of, of her stay in the tower, um, it's the executioner that they come to lead her to and takes her away. So it's a very, it's a very sad story and, and yeah. heart-wrenching. Uh, but the idea of it was, like, the idea of that story wound up in our song, Catherine Howard's Fate, that I wrote. And it's the first time when I write lyrics, Richie will play the guitar, and I'll say, okay, we're going to try it out for the first time. Yeah. So we're sitting in the kitchen, and he's got the acoustic guitar, and I'm trying these lyrics for the very first time on the song. And as I'm singing to him, um, you know, to see if this works, I start looking around the kitchen, and there is this mist 
that descends in our kitchen. And now Richie and I have learned that when somebody, when one person sees something, you don't tell the other person what you saw because then it's easily leading them to kind of see the same thing. So you don't want to do that. So you kind of just make a vague, you know, like, you know, nod of the head that, that you're, that you've seen something and see what the other person has come up with. And so as I'm singing and this mist is coming around us, so we're definitely like, like the mists of Avalon just spreading throughout our kitchen. (laughs) And I look up at Richie and I'm like, I go, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And he goes, Oh, you mean the mist? (laughs) Yes, it's exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm like, okay, so we had that acknowledgement. We wound up finishing up, you know, the the song, and it wound up exactly how we wanted it to be. And as we finish the last notes of the song, we look around, and the mist dissipates and, and is gone. And I'm like, that was amazing and totally intense that we kind of zoomed into another realm where we were able to to see that. Okay, fast forward to now, we've recorded the song, we start touring, we take the songs over, and we play Catherine Howard's Fate in concert on our Under Violet Moon tour. We're about 15 minutes away from Hampton Court <laughs> in England, where in an opera house, beautiful old opera house, but 15 minutes away from the actual place that Henry VIII has stayed and, and married um, yeah. Catherine Howard. This was where she lived. This is where the story happened. So we announced it on stage. Oh, you know, we're going to play the song for you. It's a new song off our new album. We're not far away from where this whole entire story took place. And so I'm going through it with them, you know, with them. And it turns out that um, we play the song. Everything goes fine. At the end of the show, we go back to our hotel, go to sleep, wake up the next morning. It's one of these fancy hotels where you get your paper to the door, um, you know, in the morning with your your room service. Pick up the paper. Front cover says, Catherine Howard's ghost seen at Hampton Court. Paranormal investigators called. No way. (laughs) I'm telling you, I still have the paper. It's upstairs in my closet. I kid you not. There is something powerful out there. And I'm not saying we summoned that, but I'm saying that's a very interesting coincidence <laughs> that wound up happening exactly when we wound up playing that song that caused such an intense connection between us in our own kitchen. And then it kind of transferred over to right where we were playing that over in England. So interesting stories. I don't know why, but I got like the craziest picture in my head of you guys sitting around your <laughs> your kitchen. It's just so much mist. <laughs> True story. No, it happens probably just the way you're great. visualizing. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Candace Knight joining me on the line right now talking ghost stories and cool stuff because why not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This stuff is fascinating to me. Uh, and and I'm one of those people, I don't necessarily believe everything that you know comes across the desk, but I think right. it's neat to read about. I think it's neat oh, totally. to go ghost hunting. I think it's neat to you know learn the history and all this kind of stuff. I so, love it. I love it. Absolutely. And that's, as a matter of fact, you know, a lot of our songs come from paranormal stuff from the other realm. There's, I mean, there's a song that I did call, that we did called The Other Side, which was um, based on a a friend of mine, her her husband passed in a, a motorcycle accident and she's devastated. And about a week later, his um, his phone goes off in his pocket in the closet as a um, an alarm reminder, and she goes. She's like, "That's so weird." So she goes in there, still heavily grieving. She goes in there. She takes the phone out. She opens it up, and there was a reminder to go look at the moon. And she went outside, and it was a full moon, 
apparently he had he had put it in his uh, you know in his alarm to make them aware as a family to go outside. It was one of those rare like yeah. blue super moons that he wanted. But what an amazing! I just got goosebumps actually. So that was called the other side. Um, there's a song on here on our new album Feather in the Wind that I lost my dad in in 2018 and um, seeing signs everywhere from him. One of them was feathers appearing in strange places, big white feathers in the kitchen, one in the bathroom, one in my car, like all over the place. One of the ideas between um, for the healing process, the grieving process for me was to be able to write this song and take the signs and the symbols that he had sent to me, like like these feathers was one of the signs. And it wound up being the song, which which in at the end of the song, we wind up that maybe we're all these spiritual feathers in the wind. Maybe we're, maybe we're all on this, you know, this journey and destination where we get blown through these this journey and this path. And, and you know, we wind up on the other side. And, and it's kind of a comforting thought, you know, to all wind up being in this together. And that's that's the idea behind Feather in the Wind was, was uh, you know, a very spiritual connection to the other side. Ghost of a Rose, another one. Spirit of the Sea. There's, there's just so many, you know, songs in our repertoire that we have that are connected to the other side. If you're looking for it, you know what? I, I, I was kind of wondering. I know that bands do, you know, dress rehearsals and stuff, and you know, to an empty house. I wonder if anyone's mm-hmm. ever done a, a paranormal investigation with like a concert for ghosts. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's interesting. I don't know. I do know that we've played some very haunted places, opera houses and things like that, where Richie and I, I know Richie's like played some of these places when he was first starting out in England, like some of the theaters and uh, uh, where there was a lot of ghosts that had been through there that he was aware of. And he's had stories where he'd been on stage at this one particular opera house and um, he said he was look he was playing and all of a sudden he looked down and he saw this ghostly pair of hands on the guitar as he was playing but like kind of went around him so when we were playing that same place years later he's like okay he's like talking you know like we should talk to them like like it's a person yeah. right there you know which basically they kind of are just not in the physical sense you know they're still there they you could still like have a conversation with them but for us you know there's also that energy so we'll yeah. we'll get caught up in the electricity of it so he'll be like okay if you can hear us or if you're present you know like if you could flash the light bulb or, and sure enough, you know, stuff like yeah. that it winds up happening when, when they're ready to communicate. So we did this around the world. It's just amazing. See the, the question I always ask, and I've asked a bunch of my friends in the paranormal world is when you do that, uh, people will do the thing of, Hey, flash the light and we'll leave. Right. Right. right? Yeah. And then no one ever leaves. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. It, I, I don't know why that's always funny to me, but it's like, Hey, you, you, you made a deal with them to flash the light, and then you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. So right, I think yeah, exactly. Or even you know, like or phone ringing. You know how it like all these things like come throughout these electrical kind of uh, signs and symbols. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Like I know when Richie's mom passed, he was in a hotel, and his sign to his mom was always. She always said to him, "Well, when you get to a place, ring the phone once, so I know you're there. You know, okay. I know you're okay." Um, so when his mom passed, he was in the hotel room and. At that moment, the phone in his hotel room rang once. Oh, wow. And he he didn't get to the phone in time. He thought maybe someone was calling him. Nobody was there. He called downstairs to the front desk, and he asked them, you know, can, can you tell me, like, they said no yeah. phone calls came through. There was nothing. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's just so much. I mean, there's so much. I can uh, – do you have time? Can I tell you a quick story that's kind of along those lines? Sure, yeah, of course. So my my uncle passed away years ago, and uh, my uh, my cousin 
she came to the funeral and she goes, you'll never believe what I got today. Mm -hmm. For some reason in the world of cell phones and towers and messages and whatever, a message from my uncle got stuck in the system and decided to show up on the day of his funeral. And it was him calling his daughter and he was saying, hey. Uh, it's your dad, you know, if you don't pick up, I can't, you know, talk to you and, uh, oh. I love you and all that. It, it was the weirdest thing. Oh, but how beautiful. What yeah. an amazing blessing was that? Oh my God. I just got goosebumps again. I love that. I love those stories. They, I mean, they're, it's just, it, if that doesn't make you believe like nothing's gonna, you know, I just yeah. think it's incredible. There's a great beyond and we know little about it. Absolutely true. Absolutely. Candace, should we talk about music? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what I don't know how long you've got. uh, We but we've been talking for about fifteen minutes about uh, the paranormal, and I couldn't be happier right now. I know, I know, we could go on forever. I wish it's funny, you know. People always seem to wait until Halloween to want to talk about this stuff, but you know, we can go around, you know, year round with this. Um, Yeah, I've got a couple more minutes. We could definitely talk about the album for sure. We should we should probably (laughs) talk about what we're here for. I I I think so. I will say Alan's this real quick. Me. Have you seen the movie Soul from Disney? I have. Yes, I've got two kids. Of course, I have. You, you, the way you were talking about music and stuff made me think of that movie. Yeah, I totally get that connection. I, I and I love. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I heard a click. Oh my god, I thought I lost you. <laughs> but it was one of those electrical, spiritual things where we got cut off. The paranormal um, <laughs> saying it's over. <laughs> That's right, exactly. They're keeping us on schedule there. Um, time means nothing in that realm, which exactly. I love too. Right? right, time and I've never gotten along anyway. But yeah, I totally, I I get that whole thing with them. And plus, I love the fact that they had the musical connection in Soul, also. You know, where the guy was the musician, and yeah. then you know, but then they had those different the different dimensions of with him trying to get back. And I, I mean, and and it's great. I think that that they're they have that for the children to be able to be comfortable with that too, you know, it's not taught that, um, you know, this is a taboo subject or that it's evil or something bad, you know, or even when they put out, you know, kids movies like, like Coco, you know, or things like that, where they're celebrating the day of the dead. And if you you keep your memories alive, then those people still are with you. And I think it's so important, you know, to, to be able to, to teach children at such such a young age that it's, it's not something to fear or, or be afraid of. And, and again, you get to Hollywood times and they always, you know, when you get to, um, Halloween, you know, Hollywood always makes it like it's a, it's a terror thing or it's a horror thing and you should be so afraid of, of ghosts and, and, and that's a shame. I mean, I get that people, you know, they like to be scared sometimes, but when you're a kid, I think it's interesting if you have that comfort of, of knowing that there's another realm out there. Absolutely. Candace Knight joining me on the line right now from Blackmore's Night. We were supposed to talk about the new album, Nature's Light, uh, out now. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, links at the bottom of the page. You really are hippie meets renaissance, aren't you? I think so. And I don't, yeah. mean, that, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all, but <laughs> you're the ultimate throwback to some really great ages. I think the greatest thing about living in this time is to look back to the other times that, that you've seen in history, and even if you didn't live through it yeah. in this lifetime, but like incorporate it and weave it into your world today. Like Take the best parts of those times and make that into your, your identity and your personality and, and the way that you see things in this life, you know, in this, this time around and in this realm. So, yeah, I, I definitely think I have a little bit of 
of of a lot of different realms that that came before and, and hippie times are, are for sure one of them that respect of, of nature getting out and hugging a tree <laughs> that kind of thing you know peace and love but I, I you know I just that freedom that creative freedom I love that aspect of it I I, I was thinking I was like man would will she take offense to that if I say it and no, it, because well, it, it was one of those things that it, I think it is a perfect descriptor. If I was going to say, hey, uh, what do you know about Candace uh, Knight? I'm pretty sure she is a hippie in a renaissance world. Yeah, I could, and I could totally see that. I see that in myself, like a, a bit of that, that little wild child spirit who, yeah, absolutely, likes to just run barefoot through the, yeah. through the grass and to feel the wind in her hair and watch a you know, star-filled sky looking for shooting stars and still doing that, you know, catching fireflies with my kids. I mean, that's, it's an amazing thing. And, and I'm always, I'm always, my kids ask me when I'm going to grow up. You know, <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. Right. I told them I'll be here to embarrass them for a very long time. So <laughs> how old are your kids? Nine and 10. It's that crazy time of year where it sounds like I was insane having them so close in age, but they're actually 18 months apart. So soon my daughter in May will jump ahead to 11. And my son who keeps thinking he's catching up with her right now goes, oh, she got ahead again, mom. I thought I was there. She's only 10. Now I'm catching up, but nope, she's going to jump to 11. <laughs> oh, wow. Candace Knight joining me on the line right now. Uh, what do you guys got coming up this year? What's uh, what's next for Blackmore's Night? What's next for you? What are we working on? What are we doing? I am actually working on a solo album. So um, I've got about five songs recorded for that already. So that hopefully will be out, if not the end of this year, then the beginning of next. I know for, and I'm jumping ahead now, for Christmas time, we are definitely putting out um, another thing for, for Christmas. We, we put out a, a four-track EP this last time um, because we had the songs. We want, we were waiting to go back into the studio and put out, you know, record yeah. the rest of the songs. So we had a full album out and everything shut down. So we figured, you know, we have the songs. Let's just put it out for the people, you know, to hear this last Christmas. So it was only four tracks on the EP, but at least it was something to get yeah. them through a Christmas that was going to be very different than any other Christmas. So, you know, we had that out there. Um, but we're planning on redoing and repackaging uh, Winter Carols, which is our Christmas uh, CD, and putting even more tracks on there so so everybody has a you know great time hopefully this coming up christmas uh time or holiday time there's songs on there for for everyone and also we were hoping to resurrect some of those tour dates for sure so we're talking to our agent and having them um you know put together the stuff as soon as venues start opening again even if it's under the the perfect safety protocols we just want to get back out on the stage and play for people and and be able to to touch people's hands again and and you know hopefully and take uh you know requests from the audience and do our blackmore's night thing and then next year is going to be our 25th anniversary so i'm sure we're going to have something awesome planned for for everybody that day when that comes well i hope you remember us when you get to that point of course i will i oh i mean this has been a great interview so we would definitely have to do this again all right candace why well, I, I i i've talked your ear off today and i feel kind of bad about it especially when i missed your call the first time. <laughs> but look at how we made up for it see everything happens for a reason so i had a really good time well candace thank you so much i appreciate it good luck with the album good luck with everything And uh, Ah, please give us a call down the road, okay? Definitely. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you.